Tired of ads interrupting your gripping investigations? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Ads shouldn't be the scariest thing about true crime. Start listening by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash true crime ad free. That's amazon.com slash true crime ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. This is the Crime Story Podcast with Carrie Antholis, where stories of crime and justice are told. On today's podcast, I read my story. Robert Durst admits Kill Them All recording was true and accurate. Robert Durst has, for the first time, acknowledged that certain audio recordings made by the producers of the HBO documentary series The Jinx are, quote, true and accurate, close quote, including the now infamous recording of Durst muttering to himself, quote, killed them all, of course, close quote. The defense's acknowledgement came to light in an examination by Crime Story reporters of stipulation documents filed jointly by defense and prosecuting attorneys as part of pretrial motions on December 10, 2019. Durst's trial for the murder of Susan Berman is scheduled to begin in March. The stipulation covers all recordings made by Durst in interviews on December 11 through 13, 2010, and on April 18, 2012. Prosecutors will play the interviews for the jury during Durst's trial. In the stipulation document, the defense and prosecution agree that the portions of those, quote, interviews that the people have played and or will play in court during this trial are true and accurate copies of those interviews. No portions of those interviews, either video or audio, were edited, altered, or modified in any way. This includes the audio of statements defendant Robert Durst made on April 18, 2012, when he was inside the bathroom, as well as statements he made while watching All Good Things for the purpose of making a DVD commentary. Close quote. It was during the April 18, 2012 interview that filmmakers Andrew Jarecki and Mark Smerling confronted Durst with the fact that his handwriting and misspelling on an envelope sent to Berman by him was nearly identical to the handwriting and misspelling on the envelope of a note sent to the Beverly Hills Police Department stating that there was a, quote, cadaver, close quote, at Berman's address. The note led to the discovery of Berman's body. She had been shot in the back of the head at point-blank range. In that interview, when confronted with similarities between the two pieces of handwriting, Durst suddenly began burping and then denied that he had written the so-called cadaver note and envelope. The raw footage and audio of the cadaver note and envelope interview will be played for the jury by the prosecution during Durst's trial. On December 24, 2019, as previously reported by Crime Story and in the New York Times, Durst's attorney finally acknowledged that he did, in fact, write the cadaver note and envelope. The stipulation documents recently reviewed by Crime Story reporters 
also referred to a recording made when Durst was, quote, inside the bathroom, close quote. Raw audio of Durst captured immediately after the above-referenced interview with the filmmakers when Durst broke away from the interview crew to use the bathroom. Both Durst and the filmmakers were apparently unaware that the wireless lavalier microphone Durst wore when he left the room was still live or, quote, hot, unquote. What follows is the full text of Durst's bathroom comments, according to a transcript of that recording entered into evidence by the prosecution. When I use the words inaudible or unintelligible, this refers to inaudible or unintelligible portions of the recording. Quote, there it is, you're caught. You were right, of course, but can't imagine. They want to talk to inaudible. That's good. I find them very inaudible, and I do not want to talk to them. Why should unintelligible? I don't know what you expected to get. I don't know what's in the house. Oh, I want this. Killed them all, of course. Unintelligible. I want to do something new. There's nothing new about that. Inaudible, possibly disaster. He was right. I was wrong. The burping. I'm having difficulty with the question, what the hell did I do? End quote. In an article published on April 24, 2019, the New York Times suggested that, along with Durst, the documentary series The Jinx would also, quote, be on trial, close quote. The defense, however, has been unsuccessful in making Fourth, Fifth, and Sixth Amendment arguments for the exclusion of evidence turned over to the prosecutors by the filmmakers. The Defenses and Prosecutions Joint Stipulation acknowledges that the filmmakers of the Jinx, quote, did in fact make edits and modification of this audio and video footage, including extensive edits to the bathroom audio in the versions which appeared in the Jinx, the miniseries which was aired on HBO, close quote. However, the prosecution will not be offering any of the edited versions of the jinx as evidence. So while the filmmakers may well be called to testify, it's hard to see how the defense will be able to put the film, quote, on trial, close quote, when their client has acknowledged that all of the recordings that the jury will see and hear are, quote, true and accurate, close quote. Tired of ads interrupting your gripping investigations? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Ads shouldn't be the scariest thing about true crime. Start listening by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash true crime ad free. That's amazon.com slash true crime ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. In an equally bizarre development, the defense has acknowledged that the DVD commentary Durst recorded for the feature film All Good Things, directed by Jarecki and co-written by Smurling, is also, quote, true and accurate, close quote. Durst reached out to the filmmakers after seeing that film and agreed to record the commentary. In fact, it was that initial contact by Durst that led the filmmakers to begin the process of making the jinx. While the jurors will not watch the Jinx documentary, they will watch the entirety of All Good Things in order to give them context for the DVD commentary, which they will also hear. The first two-thirds of All Good Things tells the story of a relationship between a man, 
David Marks, played by Ryan Gosling, and a woman, Katie McCarthy, played by Kirsten Dunst. Thinly veiled representations of Robert Durst and his first wife, Kathleen, née McCormick. In the film, David is possessive and violent towards Katie. As Katie becomes increasingly desperate to extricate herself from the relationship, she suddenly goes missing. Katie's increasingly desperate circumstances mirror many of the documented events leading up to the disappearance of Kathy Durst. The DVD commentary for the film captures a conversation between Durst and Jarecki as they watch All Good Things together. As the film plays, Durst comments on how closely the film matches Durst's real-life experiences. About halfway through the film, Gosling's character David is at a family gathering with Dunst's character Katie and her family. David grows frustrated and wants to leave. Katie tells him that she's not going anywhere. David returns to his car and waits, his irritation building. Suddenly, he gets out of his car, marches back into the house, grabs Katie by the hair, and to the horror of her family, drags her from the house. In the commentary under this scene, Durst acknowledges, quote, This is close. After a number of years, before I would go to her family's house for a function, I would insist that we agree on how long we were going to stay. Two hours, three hours, four hours. We would do a negotiation. When the time was up, I was ready to leave. I've seen the story about the hair two different ways. One way I would drag her out of the house by her hair, the other I would grab her hair, and a big chunk comes out. Either one is close enough. Close quote. In another scene, Katie flees a fight slash beating from David and bangs on a neighbor's window as rain pours on her. In the DVD commentary on this scene, Durst tells Jarecki, quote, This is more or less accurate. I don't know why she would go in our neighbor's window as opposed to going to their door. And it was pouring, and we were having a wrestling-shoving-type fight, and she ran out the terrace and ran to their apartment, said she was afraid to go home, so she didn't want to go home. She doesn't have to go home. I didn't really care one way or another what she did. It was late, and I was just tired, close quote. Although All Good Things never explicitly shows David the ersatz Durst character committing any crimes, the film strongly implies that David is responsible for the disappearance of his wife. It also suggests that David slash Durst was responsible for the subsequent murders of his best friend from college and his neighbor in Texas, thinly veiled versions of actual victims Susan Berman and Morris Black. Despite these damning intimations, The strongest objection that Durst makes in the DVD commentary is to the film's implication that Durst bludgeoned his dog Igor with a shovel. Durst, this made me feel bad about the movie, Andrew. I mean, the idea that I could kill Igor, I don't like. Jarecki, well, there was a lot of discussion about you having a lot of dogs over the years. A bunch were named Igor, but maybe someone said to us at one point that you had seven dogs over 10 years or something. Durst. No, we had two Igors before the Igor that lasted forever. One of them got run over when he was a puppy, and the second one ate an apple core. The apple core got stuck in his gut. We took him and had an operation done on him, and he died. Close quote. Before playing Durst's commentary, the prosecution will be allowed to screen the entirety of all good things for the jury as context for that commentary. 
Durst's interview responses, his hot mic utterances, and his DVD commentary recordings represent just a small portion of the evidence in the people of California's case against Robert Durst for the murder of Susan Berman. But Durst's recent acknowledgement of their, quote, true and accurate, close quote, nature, especially when combined with his admission that he wrote the so-called cadaver note and envelope, only deepens the mystery of how his defense team will establish reasonable doubt of his guilt in the minds of a jury. That was Robert Durst admits Killed Them All recording was True and Accurate by Carrie Antholis. For more crime and justice storytelling news and narrative analysis, head on over to crimestory.com. Thank you for joining us, and we hope you will come back for the next Crime Story podcast. Tired of ads interrupting your gripping investigations? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Ads shouldn't be the scariest thing about true crime. Start listening by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash true crime ad free. That's amazon.com slash true crime ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.